Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. If you want to learn useful, practical how-tos of weight loss, exercise science, nutrition, or just how to optimize your time in the gym and life, this show is for you. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast 10-Minute How-Tos, and today I'm going to teach you how to figure out your body fat percentage. But before I do that, I just want to remind everyone our website is now up and running. If you haven't already, please check out projectfitness.ca. There you can see the latest episodes of the podcast, as well as leave a review. You could also look at other options such as working with me or going through our sponsor, Supplement Pro, and getting a protocol specifically designed for you and your training. And then lastly, if you like the podcast and you want to show a little support, click on the buy me a coffee and it's just a nice way to show that you've enjoyed listening to the podcast so far. So let's get to it. What is body fat? Contrary to the belief, body fat isn't all bad. Known as adipose tissue, it provides many functions from hormonal regulation, organ protection such as cushions for our kidneys and reproductive organs, Fat also acts as an insulator to keep us warm, but most importantly, fat is our fuel tank. Fat is nature's strategic way of reserving energy from calories to protect us against things like death through starvation. So the next time someone says, you're fat, just tell them, no, you aren't. You're just preserving life. So what should your body fat percentage be? If I had a penny for every time a male told me that he was 10% body fat and he wasn't, I wouldn't have a lot of money, actually, because the penny isn't a form of currency anymore. But if it was, I'd be Bill Gates rich. I'm always shocked whenever a client or a person uh, tells me how lean they are, and then we test them, and we find their body fat percentage is not what they thought it was. They're always surprised how high it is. But it always happens. People overestimate how healthy they are by underestimating how much they eat in calories and how low they think their body fat percentage actually is. Let's look at some stats from the American Council of Exercise. They break it up for men and women. They look at things such as essential fat, athletes, fitness, average, and obese. Those are the categories of body fat percentage. When they look at, they say, essential fat, which is a level of fat which you need to physically be alive, have physiological health. You're looking at women from 10 to 13% and men from 2 to 5 Once you're down in those ranges there, the body's breaking down. It's not doing anything well. So for women, you'll see things such as that their cycles will disappear, hair falls out, their nails break. For men, um, their sex drive diminishes, they're getting injured, they're getting hurt all the time. Number two, we'd look at a category, say, athletes. So body fat percentage for athletes. For women, it would be like a 14 to 20, and then for men, it would be 6 to 13. Now, this is a little bit controversial because what, what is an athlete? You could take a sport like gymnastics, and you could compare that to darts. Like, is darts a sport? I've seen some some dart athletes that probably don't fall into that 6 to 13% body fat. So that's kind of an interesting one for athletes. But when we look at uh, the next category of fitness, this is probably people who are into fitness. They do it for a career or they do it regularly. Women, a healthy range is 21 to 24%. Men is 14 to 17%. Average people, average women would be 25 to 31%. And an average male would be 18 to 24 
again, I, I, I don't know if that is really the average. I mean, this does come from the U.S., and I would doubt that the average American male is 18 to 24% body fat. My guesstimation is it would be higher. But then we look at obese categories, and this is where we run into health risks, health problems. So for women, 32% and above, and then for men, 25% and above fall into that category. And then there's different levels of obesity. If health is your primary focus and you're in the obese category, I highly suggest working towards lowering that number and striving for a healthier disability and disease-free lifespan. It's no secret that if you're obese, you fall into those categories, life's going to be a little bit harder for you. I'd say it's up to you and your personal goals if you're not into that category and you wanted to decrease your body fat percentage. It's going to come down to your desires, your commitment level. Where do you want your body fat to be at? And does life really change when your body fat percentage goes from whatever, 24 to 22? That's up to you. Take it from someone who's competed in six different weight classes. It's hard to drop weight. It's hard to drop body fat. So for me personally, I just want to be healthy. But if you want to drop yours, just be aware that the lower you go, the hungrier you might be, the more cranky you're going to be. So you got to let your spouse, your partner know about that. When you get really lean, you get dumb. Your brain uses glycogen. It uses that as an energy source. So when you're eating a very low calorie restricted diet, low fat, low carbohydrates, the brain doesn't function as well. Your performance in the gym will suffer. Contrary to popular belief, the average person cannot be both ripped and strong at the same time without anabolics or other PEDs, so performance enhancing drugs. So average Joey, you and me, most of us can't just be shredded 24-7 and super strong and like just killing it in the gym. I've known many guys and girls over the years who would utilize PEDs or other anabolics long term and then they have side effects that are way worse than things like being obese. But that's a subject for another episode. There's a reason why stage athletes, bodybuilders, figure competitors, bikini athletes, they only go that low for competitions and they don't look like that the rest of the year. Well, it's just not healthy. It's not sustainable and it's not healthy long term. I know females whose hormones have never returned back to normal after doing shows. The thyroid just gets all fudged up. Uh, hormones like T3 and T4 are super low. So what happens is they start gaining, gaining weight, gaining a ton of weight. So you know these people. They tell you they've been eating nothing for 16 to 20 weeks. They go and they do a show and then they look great the day of. And then two weeks later, you're like, that's, they're not looking this, like they're not looking that good. Four weeks later, they don't look good. And the worst story is when you hear of people who have these dramatic weight gains after a show and they end up gaining more weight than before they had when they started cutting to do a show. So shows have their place. Um, but a lot of people, that tends to be the side effect that goes with it. And that's just because messing up the hormones because of being too low body fat percentage, not reverse dieting properly and using anabolics. When you throw in the anabolics and you mess up the hormones in people, that's a huge difference compared to just doing things natural. One thing that the American Council of Exercise didn't address with body fat percentages when I was listing the different uh, rates above is they didn't point to different phases in your life because what happens is your body fat percentage changes through different decades so think of when a baby is born babies aren't coming out here lean right if they're lean they're not healthy babies come out they like 70 80 percent body fat you want a fat baby you want tons of fat on that baby but then as we get towards the end of our life we don't look the same <laughs> hopefully we ain't 70 80 percent body fat or that life's not gonna be very long so i found some stats like the Beth Israeli Leahy Health Winchester Hospital gives guidelines 
for the healthy body fat percentage for women and men in age brackets when they look at different decades as they get older. So what happened was about every decade after 20, the, the healthy ranges increased by about 2%. So let's say 24 to, to 28 was a healthy range. Then the next 10 years, it's going to be 26 to 30, 28 to 32. You see how that goes? So every decade, it's going up by about 2%. And they say it's still kind of a healthy range. Lean muscle mass decreases as we age. Um, sarcopenia, the loss of muscle mass, happens dramatically once we hit our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And then bone mineral density decreases as well. So you're going to see a little bit more body fat on people. Okay, now, how do we measure it? Well, there's a lot of different ways we can measure body fat, and they all have different levels of accuracy or skewness. Tape measuring, using a neck, a waist, a hip circumference can be taken and inserted into different formulas to determine body fat percentage. That has its place. The skew rate is, is a little bit higher, and it, it leads to estimations of what body fat percentage could be. So, you know, if that's all you have to, to tell what your body fat percentage is, by all means, go for it. Body fat bioimpedance scales, they're super popular right now. They have a skew result from 3.8 to 7.5%. So just imagine this, you hop on the scale, it says you are 16% body fat. Well, you, you could be, you know, 12.2% or you could be 7.5% in the other range. Like imagine being, you know, 23.5% body fat and you think you're 16. That's quite the skew range. I don't know if I would want to be dancing around with those numbers personally. They can be purchased for as little as 30 bucks. 30 bucks was the cheapest one I think I've seen on Amazon. And I've seen as high as a couple grand. Ironically, I think you'd also find the larger rate of error coinciding with the lower cost of purchase. So, you know, you'd never get breast implants from a guy who says, buy one, get one free kind of deal. You know, you get what you pay for. Another popular method is a DEXA scan. And DEXA is just short for dual energy x-ray absorptiometry. It uses two types of x-rays to measure your body fat percentage, as well as bone, muscle, and water consumption. These have a pretty good rate of accuracy, showing 25 to 3.5% of error. They take about 10 minutes to get done, but they're not easily found. Usually universities or hospitals have them for research or diagnostic tools. Another alternative is hydrostatic weighing or underwater weighing. This is where you're submerged underwater, sitting on a chair, and then you fully exhale as much oxygen out of your body as possible. A measurement of your weight underwater is compared to the out-of-water measurement of your weight by a test administrator, and they can calculate the body's density. This test is performed three times, and then the results are taken from there. Commonly used for athletes that get paid to play, so this isn't like your average Joey on the weekend. These are professional athletes as part of their screening protocol when they come to camp at the beginning of the season, and then also used in research labs, so you're not going to find DEXA scan or underwater weighing accessible to the average Joe. Another way to test is, and this is what I grew up learning, and that was skin fold calipers. Now, these have a level of error, like anything else we've talked about so far, but the standard being around 3.5%, so that's actually pretty accurate when you compare that to the same as underwater weighing. Like, that's, that's a pretty good number to go with. But what contributes to this error are biological variations of subjects, so day-to-day -day variations from doing these first thing in the morning versus someone at the gym right after a gym session and they have different levels of water between the skin or they're just sweaty because you have to pinch their skin. It'll affect the tester's ability to utilize the calipers and pinch the desired areas. Another area that can skew the results is the tools being used. Ever get that protein pump of the month from your local supplement store that promises python-like veins, a sports car full of women, and a bank account full of money and dreams? Yeah, that one. Ever get the free bonus body fat testing calipers that come with it? 
These are usually made of plastic and they have stickers representing readings or numbers on it. Compared to ones like the Harpedin caliber, which is the gold standard caliber for skinfold measurements, and this is the one that I, I was first ever introduced to, so anyone I've used afterwards has just been subpar. But this one is used by the International Society for the Advancement of Kinanthropometry, or the ISAK, and is used by many professionals and in scientific studies. These calipers will measure accurately up to skinfold thickness of approximately 50 millimeters. So you, you can't use this on morbidly obese or even obese people. The resolution can be at 0.1 millimeter. So these are super accurate. The third area of effect uh, for the results of using skinfold calipers is the skill of the practitioner. From how to hold the calipers, the duration of the pinch or the duration you're holding it, the accuracy of sites selected, the measurements, all these things affect it. You can do multiple sites on the body. Some use three sites, some use seven, some use even higher. Your seven site would be like your triceps, your chest, your mid-axillary, your subscapular, superiliac, abdominal, medial portion of the thigh. All has to be done on the right side of the body. We would do each area three times, then you would take the mean. And then what you do is you take the sum, calculate the sum in millimeters. You enter in this crazy mathematical formula. Today, you can just download an app to do that once you get the numbers. But when I started, we had to do this by hand. I have a pen and paper, and I would tell someone, like, I got to get you results tomorrow because I got to do all my math homework tonight. But now you can just enter that stuff online. The best use of skin folds seem to be their raw values, the summation of all the measurement sites in millimeters rather than their ability to predict total body fat percentage in comparison to things like waist circumference, neck circumference. So raw skin fold data can give us a really good idea of regional fatness as well. So what areas of the body are you accumulating more fat, which then can lead you to thinking, okay, I got hormonal issues. For an example, if I'm accumulating a lot of body fat in my tricep or just around my mid section of my body, the visceral fat, then that can suggest that there's hormonal imbalances in the body. So how could we guesstimate it? So let's say I don't have a DEXA scan. Let's say I don't have the training in skinfold calipers. And let's say I don't have that $30 bioimpedance scale. Could I just guess what my body fat percentage is and be pretty accurate? You actually can. So for men, all the men that come up to me and they say I'm 10% body fat and their nose are growing like Pinocchio. If you don't have striations in your quadriceps in a visible six pack in any lighting, you are not close to 10% body fat. If your waist is wider than your chest and you've got some visible body fat on you, you're probably 25% or higher. If you have excess fat kind of hanging off your backside of your body, so for men I'm talking about like your lat area, then you are probably close to 35 and above percent body fat. Now women are a little bit different. So I've had bikini um, athletes on stage at 15% body fat and they looked great for the sport on that day, even as high as I think 16, 17%. Muscles are clearly defined and separated, and you'll see some vascularity, noticeably in most areas of the body, so like the calves, the forearms, and that usually has them around that mid-teen range. But women hold fat in other areas like their breasts and their hips, so you'll see less shape when they're at that lean body fat percentage. When someone's 20 to 24 percent, you're going to see more of those shapes. This would be where someone kind of looks athletic. Um, but a little bit softer. They may not have that six-pack or four-pack, but they do have some abdominal definition or separation in the muscles. When you see someone at 25 to 29%, which is like your average healthy female, 
curves would be way more apparent here, you know, around the thighs and the buttocks, like you would see those things. And then when you're 35 and above for women, you're going to see fat in other areas of the body. So you're going to see fat accumulation in the arms, fat in the face, fat in the neck. So those are ways to guesstimate what someone's body fat percentage is just from looking. Now, the purpose of this episode was to be informative and educational. Body fat percentage is a form of measurement, but is not the only way to assess health. There are so many other things that impact your health. But a solid takeaway for anyone listening is that if your goal is to be healthy and you have excess body fat to lose, when you make a lifestyle adjustment for a continued amount of time, you will see your body weight go down and usually body fat goes with it. If you're losing fat, you should assume your body fat percentage is going down as well. So there's no need to chase a body fat percentile goal. It's better off to chase a healthy body weight, but guess what? your body fat percentage will also go down at the same time. If you're looking for more support on this topic, check out the website, projectfitness.ca, where you can schedule a virtual session with me. And if you like this episode, you can just buy me a coffee on the website. That is 10-Minute How to Figure Out Your Body Fat Percentage. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder... We will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.